dear friends, how are you doing? I hope that all is well with you on your side and that you are doing well by God's grace. I, on the other hand, am doing well by God's grace. Thank you. Welcome to Podcast with Tammy Naps. My name is Tamsan Nalesehona Pagate. I've embarked on this journey of a podcast due to the influence of my friend, a very close friend of mine, a best friend of mine, encouraged me to embark on this journey. We, we were conversing and he was telling me how he wishes I could share some of the content that me and him talk about privately, that I could put it on a platform that is big, that is more detailed as, as, as opposed to social media with limited characters. So I've embarked on this journey to start a podcast and um, I'm hoping it it, it, it it makes sense, you know, um, let's give it a shot, let's see what happens and and let's go with it, you know, by God's grace, um, hopefully it will touch somebody. My content is split into three. We're talking business content, we're talking spiritually uplifting content, and we're talking general life content. And I reference quite a lot of times the Bible. The, the content is Christian content. So overall, so a lot of times in my content, even if I talk about general life things, I will reference the Bible. The Bible is the oldest book that exists to, to mankind so you can imagine ooh, it's the reason why I reference it um, we're studying a theme called the four pillars of a relationship the four pillars of a relationship the subtopics are as follows love peace communication and vision for now we are going to be looking at the subheading subtopic called love on this series called the four pillars of a relationship so let's begin let's get started with it let's talk about love now i often hear people say that love is everything or that love is enough the truth is that it isn't everything it might be everything but it isn't enough what do i mean by this effectively love contributes 25 percent weight in a relationship so if you assume that love is enough you are already running on a 75 percent deficit and with this mindset, there will be inevitably so frustrations. So you can just understand that out of the four subtopics, each contributes 25%. Love contributes 25% in a relationship. Peace contributes 25%. Communication contributes 25%. Vision contributes 25%. So if you are going to say that your relationship, be it romantic relationship, or that your friendships, if you are going to say that you are giving them love, Love is not enough. Love is not everything. As you grow from teenhood to adulthood, you will have different experiences of what love is. Be it romantic love, sibling love, friendship love, or parenthood love. At this stage, you are on a journey of discovery. So you will discover different forms of love altogether. You don't even know yourself, neither what you are chasing out of life at this stage. The best form of love is received and giving post-self-discovery. When you have discovered yourself, who you are, and what it is that you want out of life, it then becomes easy to be loved because love essentially is a response of treatment to self. It becomes easy for you to receive it. It becomes easy for you to give it. Once you have discovered yourself, one of the most dangerous things to do if you want to self-destruct it is to love without knowing who you are. It is to love without having to have discovered yourself. 
when you have discovered yourself, who you are and what it is that you want out of life, it becomes easy to be loved, you know. So you cannot expect to be given what you cannot give yourself. If you don't value yourself, you won't be satisfied by the value given to you by someone else. It won't make sense to you as it might seem unfamiliar. If you won't be able to appreciate yourself, you won't know how to receive appreciation gestures. So concerning matters of love, whether it be romantic love or friendship love, self-discovery is very important. It is very essential. Learn to appreciate yourself. Learn to value yourself. Take yourself out on an often-time basis. Take yourself out on a date. Treat yourself so that you can know how to value you. You can identify what, what excites you. Be adventurous. What excites you? What makes you tick? It's very important. If you are ever going to make progress in life, you need to subject yourself into harsh and selfish questions if you are really going to make it, make it in life. Discover who you are. What are your values? What do you want out of life? What makes you happy or irritates you for that matter? What drives you? What type of people do you prefer to associate yourself with? It is only once that you have made a discovery of yourself through self-questionnaires that it will become easy to share with whom you want to be upheld, be it romantically or friendship-wise. Self-discovery allows you to know and be specific with the type of people you want to deliberately allow in your space and life. The people that you allow into your space, they then will honor you in the areas that you value. And that is the method too of affirmation and confirmation. And I will talk about this part also as, as we get on with it. You know. So now the word love is actually also synonymous to charity. Love is actually charity. It's one and the same thing. They are used interchangeably. When you're talking love, you're talking charity. Now, if therefore love is charity, it clearly is about or for someone else and not self-seeking. It is not self-seeking. If love is charity, it has nothing to do with you. It therefore has something to do with somebody else. So that is what, that is what matters when it comes to the issues of love. You know, love being charity demands a certain type of action. We both know, or rather we all know that charity demands work. It demands action. So when you are talking charity, you are talking there's a specific type of action that must be taken out, that must be given forth. So now let's get to certain pointers that I want us to talk about explaining and getting into detail about love being charity what type of actions are we looking at what type of actions are we actually really talking about when we are talking the issues of love because a lot of times you say to people you love them but i had somewhere someone was saying just because you say you love me it does not mean on my side i feel loved by you let me repeat that just because you are telling me that you love me, it does not mean I am feeling and receiving that love you are talking about. You are speaking it with your mouth. It does not mean I'm receiving it with my heart. It's quite a deep statement. It has a deep meaning behind it. And which is why we are getting into the pointers now. 
to, to, to make sense and just to have an understanding of what do we talk about what, what, when we are talking about love? What do we really mean when we're talking love? And that's why I said, love is charity. The moment you understand love, just know you are talking charity. You are talking charitable works. It has everything to do with charitable works. If love being charity, if love being charity, it is therefore an act, point number one, of being able to express and be expressive with emotions towards your partner, towards your romantic partner, or towards your friends. You need to be to express and be expressive with emotions. Nobody wants to romantically be involved with an emotionless being. Nobody wants that. It is important to show emotions when in love. It adds substance and it works for you. It takes nothing from you, but instead it adds to you. When you show it, you allow someone else to can be able to learn how to receive it. Show it also in return. And it takes nothing from you. It's important. Express love. Show love. Don't just speak it. Express it. It, it has to take form. It has to take the action. If love being charity, it is therefore, point number two, an act of being able to be intentional and deliberate. What do I mean by that? I said, I said charity takes a certain type of action. You need to be intentional. You need to be deliberate. What do I mean? You need to show up and you need to show off. I need to say that very gently. You need to show up. You need to show off. Everything that God has created on earth, in the universe, across the universe, it is never meant to be stagnant. So love too does demand growth. Love too does grow. Love is progressive. Love demands nourishment. Love demands to be cared for. Love demands to be catered for. There's no such a thing as, I don't feel like it today. I'm not in it today. Show up. You need to show up. You need to be present. You don't have an on, on day and an off day when it comes to issues of love. If you are romantically involved with somebody, you need to make it a point in time that you show up. You are present. In your body is present. Your, your spirit is present. Your soul is present. Your mind is present with the person. It doesn't help being romantically involved with somebody and, 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 and you are telling them that you are present by body. By virtue of just presenting your body. Physically you are just there. But emotionally you are absent. Mentally you are absent. With your spirit you are absent. With your soul you are absent. But you are there physically. So in essence you are just there by body. It's as good as you not being present. So you need to show up. You need to be present. You need to, to not just be visible emotionally, physically, but you must be visible in the spirit and in their mind also. I hope I'm making sense. You need to show off. Be deliberate. Express also. Show off. You know, when you are showing off, this is how we mean by it, that you, you have showed up. You have showed up because physically the body shows off. It's there. We can see. We can pinpoint to it. Show off in terms of be, be there with your mind. You, you are interactive. The mind is also there. It's interactive. 
you are there with your soul you are not just being interactive with things that are out of context within that present moment so it goes to show you are involved you are there you are showing up and you are showing off you see you can never be on form today and off form tomorrow there is no room for such when you are in a relationship be it romantic relationship or friendships there is no space for that in case you didn't know there is always someone who wants to befriend your friend or be romantically be involved with your partner so they are waiting for your mishaps in you not showing up and showing off so that they can come and fill the void someone is always out there waiting to capitalize on your mistakes waiting to capitalize on your error the moment you begin to not show up the moment you begin to not to show off you are creating a void in the space and in the container of your partner now they then begin to have a void as soon as they begin to have that void they begin to have a yearning a feeling of of wanting to be fulfilled they begin to have that thing that i wish somebody can fill me up yet they are involved with you yet they have you as their friend yet romantically they are with you but you have created a void you just show up by body you are not present emotionally so you are creating an emotional void they yearn for somebody to fill them up emotionally they yearn for somebody to fill them up mentally they yearn for somebody to cater for their soul because you have created that void until you realize one thing and this i need to put it out there clearly everything in life is a privilege to breathe is a privilege to be friends with anybody for that matter it's a privilege to be romantically involved with someone it is a privilege nothing is guaranteed nothing is permanent nobody owes you nothing nobody owes you their time and space so hence why it is demanded of you to show up and to show off there is a popular quote that says a stagnant pond breeds malaria if you don't show up or show off you don't know who is going to be taking over and nourishing that space and that gap that you've left behind so so i'm advising you that you better show up and show off because if you don't you are living a distasteful and bitter mark in the life of your romantic partner or your friend if love being charity we get to point number 3 if love being charity it is therefore an act of speaking louder with actions than with words you know that proverb that says actions speaks louder than words action is a love language you don't love by words only or with deeds too you need to touch the eyes as much as you touch the heart <laughs> you must touch the eyes you must touch the heart you must touch the ears you must touch the mind i don't know if i'm making sense with that one listen attraction begins with the eyes right you must maintain that attraction for the eyes the bible says that the eyes are the windows of the soul the eyes punch through deeper than what they see the what the eye sees goes into the heart speaks to the heart so hence why it is important i emphasize that you need to touch the eyes stay attractive remain attractive it's an action 
You need to touch the heart. So with you are touching the heart with eyesight. You are touching the heart with the hearing. Speak. Speak. Speak the right words. Speak the right things. But I'll, 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 I'll get to this as I'm winding down when I talk about touching the heart with the ears. You need to touch the mind. Stimulate the mind. So that's love. That's an action that you need to carry out. Don't just stimulate someone's heart and leave out the eyes and all the other senses. Don't just massage the lips or oftentimes kissing them until they're black and blue. And you leave out the, the words of life intended to fill the soul through the ears. Feel. You see, humans are evolving beings. We need to be kept upkeep. You need to upkeep them. You know, you need to keep them abreast. And oftentimes, how you do that is you stimulate the all senses of man, their ears, their eyesight. You stimulate their mouth, whether with nice food or, or rather, uh, if not nice food, then then and uh, 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 um, you you with your kisses. If not, then you stimulate their mindset. Not just stimulate their mindset. Stimulate their heart also. Those are the key areas that you need to focus on. You know, if 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 you are talking these areas that you need to influence of mankind. If love being charity, it is an act of being able to know how to prioritize your partner's needs and wants. That's point number four. Prioritize your partner's needs and wants. When you are carrying out charitable works, even to the needy and the less privileged, you intend to fulfill their needs and wants. That is the demand of love. You don't carry out charitable works to the to the poor, to the homeless, carrying it out to your satisfactory. No, you carry it out to their satisfactory. You are intending to fulfill their needs. You are intending to fulfill their wants, not your needs, not your wants. It is them who are in need. It is them who are in want. So you prioritize them, not yourself. So 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 that is how love works. We, we damage the image of love by self-seeking fulfillment. You need to prioritize your partner and they must in return reciprocate the efforts. This is where a lot of relationships die. Partners fail to prioritize each other. They don't. When you intend to be romantically involved, you prioritize your partner's needs and wants. And they too must reciprocate the efforts. They must return the energy. It must not be one direction. Love, in fact, understand this. Love is a two-way street. Do me as I do you. There must be a balance. And for as long as there isn't any balance, the relationship won't balance. Prioritize one another. You know, when you're romantically involved, you, 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 you tell your partner, this is what I need, this is what I want. Take care of that area for me. You ask them, what do you need, what do you want? They tell you what they need, they tell you what you want, what they want. I mean, so then you prioritize them in that area. You are handling them, you are handling their needs, you are handling their wants. They are handling your needs, they are handling your wants. You see how simple it is? It's simple, easier said than done. It's easy. 
to understand it, but it's quite difficult to then deliberate on it, to action it out. That is how essentially love is. You prioritize me. In return, I will prioritize you. Simple. I take care of your needs. I fulfill your needs. I show up to your needs. I show off to your needs. You show up to my needs. You show up to my wants. You, there's no such a thing as you are tired to show up to my needs. You don't know. I've come back from a long day. Who was busy trying their luck? Who was busy trying to fulfill my needs? You have no idea. You have no clue. You are not all I seeing. You know, you are not omniscient. You are not. You don't have eyes everywhere. You can see everything. So, hence why it's quite important. Show up. Show up. There's an invisible force trying to trouble you. It's it's always the case. Life is competitive. We 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 compete for everything, for resources, food, breathing the same air. We are competing for this air. We are competing for shelter. So life is competitive. That's how human nature, not even human nature, that's how the universe was built. Nothing was created to occupy space. Everything was created to occupy something, take control of something, overcome something. If something is just breathing, occupying space, it will be troubled by something else. Let's get to point number five. I said to you, love is charity. And I said to you, if love is charity, then charity has certain type of actions. So if love being charity, then it demands the act of being able to know how to prioritize your partner's desires. There's, there's a difference between needs and wants and desires. Needs and wants address what you cannot live without. Desires address fulfillment and aid us and enable us of making life. Desires has everything to do with the pleasures of life and the delicacies, the enjoyment of life, things that help you to enjoy life. Meantime, the needs and the wants, they are the things that help your life to be made beautiful. They beautify your life and you cannot live without those beauties. So now, desires are quite important. Almost everyone has them. Everybody has wishes. There's nobody who doesn't have a wish. The thing about a wish is that sometimes you are not well capacitated to can make it a reality. So if you can help to make your partner's desires a reality, the desires with which two are not outside of your values, then help them out. Look, it's quite important that you understand this fundamental basic. There's a line I like, I like a lot in the Bible. It says, do not be ye equally yoked with the unrighteous mammon. A lot of people miss that verse and read it out of context. This is what it means. Expose yourself or commit yourself to people that are like-minded with you. You cannot commit yourself into a relationship with someone who's not like-minded with you. You will frustrate your life very quickly. You will demand things that you will not receive because you do not share the same qualities. You do not share the same characteristics. You don't want the same things out of life. So it's quite important that your life, you denote it to like-minded people. You are associated, you commit its associations 
to like-minded people. It does not mean you don't get yoked. You get yoked, but you do not get equally yoked. Now, the equality part of it means taking advice, committing your life to their ways of thinking. That's taking the advice. That's what it means. Committing your way of doing things to them. You don't do that. You will frustrate your life. So, in simplicity, this is the most basic thing about relationships. And I think a lot of people, they miss it. You go into a relationship with someone. And when you're going into this relationship with someone, you're going into it, you know, blindly, blindfolded. Then you come in and say, love is blind. Love is not blind. You are blind. You are the ignorant one. There's no such thing as love is blind. The moment you begin to term love is blind is because you are going into it blindfolded. You, you don't have foresight. So, now, this is what I mean when I say everybody has wishes. We all have different wishes. If you are able to can help your partner's wishes come true, why not? Why not? And hence what I'm saying the wishes and the desires they have, they must be within your values. It's, it's the most basic thing. They must be within your values because you share values. If they are within your values, they are not taking anything away from you. Why not share your capacity to capacitate them? Why not share your efforts to help their dreams come true? Why not help? Their success automatically becomes your success. Your friend's achievements becomes your achievement. Your partner's achievements becomes your achievement. When they step into the next level, they will bring you up to their level also. So now, your friend has desires. They have things they wish for. Things they, they would like to achieve. But they lack the capacity to achieve and drive. They lack the, they lack the drive to get to the goal. And that is where you come in when you are able to. If you have the willpower, share. If you have the capacity, share. We will touch more in details about this when we talk about God's primary objective through relationships. That's another series that we are going to be talking about called God's primary objectives through relationships. In that series, we are going to be talking about subtopics such as understanding women or rather the power of a woman and the power of a man. So we will talk about uh, we will get inside of this thing and uh, get into more detail about the desires helping your partner's desires to, to become a reality now here, here, take this relationships are pillars you become a better and better of your partner or friend and you uphold them they should always be able to lean on you and get up through you that is how that's how that is the reason behind relationships. You are simply a pillar. When you look at yourself in the mirror, when, when, whether you are a friend to somebody or you are romantically involved with somebody, you are their pillar. You are their shoulder. You are that extra leg that they stand on. You are that extra shoulder that they lean on. You are that extra chest of warmth they lean on. You are that extra voice, that extra sound. You are that extra perception that they are looking for. You are that foresight they are looking for. You are not just anybody or just a somebody or just somebody occupying space in their lives. You matter. They might not bring it up to you. They might not be audible about it. They might not vocalize it. But 
I tell you now essentially, and, and I, like I said, I will touch on this when we are talking God's primary objective through relationships. You matter. You add weight and value. You are a subject matter. You are not just anybody. I, so I need you to understand that fundamental base. That for as long as you are in the life of somebody, you add so much weight to them. Love being charity is an act of being able to be assertive, affirmative, and confirmatory. Point number six. On a daily basis, life throws different challenges that attempt to overthrow or at most challenge a person's self-esteem and confidence. And let me tell you something about self-esteem and confidence. Self-esteem is a product of boldness. And confidence, a product of courage, with which are weapons that one uses to wage the war of progress in life. And without which, it is hard or almost impossible to can try to get anything done. If you lack self-esteem, if you lack confidence, the bonus and the courage, it is almost impossible for you to can get anything done can get anything achieved. That is why if you want to take somebody down, you deal with their self-esteem. You deal with their confidence. You have finished them. You, If you can defeat their self-esteem, if you can defeat their confidence, you have dealt with them. So, that's why I'm saying that you need to be assertive. You need to be to affirm and confirm your partner or your friend on a daily basis. Now, if someone lacks esteem and confidence, they will achieve almost nothing. When you write an exam, for, for example, your approach towards that exam is based on the confidence of what you know through your preparations. So how you approach that exam is based on how you have prepared. You are confident, you are sure, because you've gained confidence, surety, through your preparation. So it is only when you get to the questions where you need to stand on that com- confidence through the questions that are coming through. As much as they will be challenging what you know, but you stand on that confidence. Let me tell you something that you don't know or you probably know, maybe you forgot about it. The irony of life. That a lot of people, we don't know this. The mind is a sponge. And this is the phenomenal part of our being. You see, we are termed human beings. There's a word being at the end. In simple, ter- in simple terms, you are on a process of becoming something. Now, your mind is a sponge. Now, the mind being a sponge, it takes on the nature of the influences which dominate it. And because life is psychic, and it's related to the spiritual side of man and affects their soul. When you therefore confirm and affirm your standing point to your partner as often as possible, you then send positive emotions to the vibration of their thoughts in such a way that that it discourages and almost eliminates negative emotions and then gives color to their subconscious mind where it is then changed into the equivalence of self-esteem and confidence. Maybe you didn't know that. So, the oftentimes you, you confirm, the oftentimes you affirm where you stand with your partner 
and and your and your perception about them i believe in you i know you can do it i know you you, you are amazing you are great God has called you for greatness. God has called you for wonders. God has called you for wonderful things. You are not defeated. You cannot be defeated by small things. You are you are not just a small a person, a drop in the ocean. You are bigger than that. There's more to you than what meets the eyes. You are confirming something. You are provoking something in them. You are instilling confidence. You are instilling that self-esteem. You are building them up. You are almost eliminating the negativeness that they have been exposed to. That which either you are aware of it or you are not aware of it. You are provoking it. You are challenging it. So you are then sending color. You are, you are sparking up their lives. If you can understand this truth, you will know why it is essential for you to encourage acts of being assertive, affirmative, and confirmatory towards your romantic partner or friend for that matter. The color which love gives to the mind, it then takes shape, which then ties and knits you to that person, which then you call it soul ties. Soul ties take place from a spiritual aspect, because love is a spirit, by the way, in case you didn't know. And what do I mean that love is a spirit? Love has a body and a shape. It's a spirit. So sometimes when somebody is not feeling you, you need to speak to love. Love, let this person feel me. Let them feel me. Let me feel them. Let my heart feel them. Let them feel me in their heart. You don't need to, to do black magic for somebody to love you. You don't. The problem is you do black magic because you lack wisdom. And black magic fades. It fades away over time but when you talk in the language of the spirit because you're a spirit being yourself anyway when you talk in that language of the spirit when you provoke the spirit love i want this person by your spirit make them want me back if if it's if they're meant to be my partner anyway make them want me back make them to notice me make them to have an interest in me that is the spirit part of life so anyway like i was saying so the color through affirmation and confirmation knits the two people together that's why i wonder have you wondered why it is hard to move on from certain relationships or to cut ties or forget about certain failed partners or friendships it's because you have created a bond with such a bright color in your life and that they've given your life a color with which it is hard to erase you form that spiritual ties with them now as much as you have announced them into your life by confirmation and by affirmation, you need to begin to renounce them now. If you want to move on from them, you need to announce them. You, Thomas, I renounce you out of my life. Your attachments, the bonds that I've created with you, I renounce you out of my life. I, I, I separate myself with you. I cut ties with you. Bonds I've created with you, I cut them off. Come out of my life with all your negative package. Live my life. That's how you, you renounce them. Now, love isn't just something that you put on or off like some apparel. It demands choice. You choose daily your partner or that friend. Your daily choice in choosing them brings you closer to them. And that process needs them to your soul. So similarly, if you've got to get over them, you've got to choose to oftentimes bury them, bury your thoughts about them, pray over getting them. And in the process of time, and, and in the process, time to heal and move on will come. You will heal. 
if you are going to jump into a relationship make sure that you are comparing you are not comparing that next to your ex don't do that your present to your past stick to your current and anticipate a better outcome choose them based on certain values and characteristics you would want the reality is that nothing under the sun really lasts forever everything encountered is just part and parcel of the journey so so you will denounce and renounce their their every effect into your life their every being and presence in your soul you will have to flush it out if you want nothing to do with them but if you want them they're sticking into your life having an influence you announce them you confirm them if if you want to stay into their lives mattering confirm speak positively to their lives speak to them provoke their lives challenge their lives to take their direction you will imprint your standing point into their lives now 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 why am i emphasizing this and repeatedly keep repeating this as beautiful as love is it is a power tool used by god to drive and imprint change love is a weapon god uses love as a weapon and th- this is what one thing we we human beings we don't understand that's what i'm saying i will talk about god's primary objective through relationship love is a weapon love is a force so so now and how and now, and, and and how you must not befriend anyone or romantically involved so you you need to understand something let, let me repeat this part properly from all this you can understand that love isn't just an emotion or a feeling it is purposeful i will share about god i will share about its its purpose more when we talking about the, the next series which is god's primary objective through relationships now what i want to do i'm concluding this part of pointers before i get to the next session of of, of love what i want to emphasize is this that from from understanding the, the truth here that love is a power tool you don't just romantically get involved with anybody you don't just become friends with anybody you you need to understand that love through self discovery once you've discovered yourself love is power it, it is a weapon it is purposive and with this love you don't just befriend anyone or be romantically involved with anyone or with just any person without historic background check on them you need to check them you need to understand where do they come from let's get to 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 this part then i i find interesting but should i rather call it part 2 is fine first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to 7 talks about love first corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to 7 it says love is never tired of waiting it endures long is patient and is kind four things there waiting endurance patience and kindness let's break them down quickly waiting what does it mean love is waiting now since love is a spirit yet executed by mankind men don't understand it very well so they will express it with imperfections and flaws they'll express it in their own way based on their experiences So wait for love to make progress. Give it time. Wait on it. Wait for color. Wait for the color to take part. Wait until you can see the color that you are looking for. Don't rush to see the color. Endurance. 
you have to give it time to take shape, form, and structure. You need to give it your most preferred direction. So wait till you can begin to see the preference of your love take shape based on the willingness, the willingness of efforts carried out by all parties. When something must take shape, like a potter giving shape to clay, they, they keep putting in the effort. The clay will not take shape in its own accord. No, the clay takes the shape based on the effort of the potter. Now, it is the same thing about love. It is not easy. It demands effort. Now, if love is to take the shape you are looking for, you need to give it your preference, your preferred direction. And then give it effort. Give it the right effort for you to see the right direction you are looking for. Direct it in the way you want it to go so that it can give you the direction in which you want to receive in your life. Patience. The greatest form of self-induced pain is to rush any process. What do I mean by this? Just as a baby has to be given time to grow, so does love demand time to grow. You cannot give birth to a child today and you expect them to walk tomorrow. You are taking chances. You, you are taking chances. You are going to hurt yourself. Anything that grows must be given time. It must also be given care. Now, growth takes time and goes at a pace that you do not control. You don't control pace of growth. Now, during growth, as much as you might not control the speed of the process, however, there is something that you control. The shape, the content in the process of that shape. You control it. You are the one who's, who's dressing up the baby. You are the one who's teaching the baby how to speak. You are the one who's teaching the baby what to say. You are the one who's teaching the baby how to walk. That is love. That is how you treat love. You must be patient with it. To take shape that you want, you must take care of love. You must feed that love. You must teach that love how to talk. You must teach that love how to walk. You must take care of it. That is the patience we are talking about. Kindness. Constant failure and repeatedly being unfulfilled. It leads to frustrations that might and will cause you to act impulsively and out of character by being harsh. But love demands of you to remain in character. Thing is, disappointment is part of giving love shape and direction. So you need to stay in character. Don't be dismissive or speak out of prudence. Speak in prudence. Leave out negativity during the stages of giving shape to your love. Leave it out. Because if you don't, that negativity will be infused with your preferences. Leave it out. Leave out negativity. If you see something wrong in your love, leave it out. You, you can sit down with your partner. Oftentimes, I say this to people. I say, at work, you usually have a review, performance review. Employ the same thing in your relationship, whether it be your friendships or your romantic relationships. Employ the same thing. Employ the same mentality. Have what you call performance review. Check how your relationship performed. Check how it was doing. Check how far are you from achieving your partner's needs. 
from achieving your partner's wants. Check how far are you? How far are you with achieving those needs? How far are you with achieving the wants? Performance review. You can do it every three months. If if three months is too soon for you, you you can decide for yourself how how often times you will have that performance review. But let's let's go on to the next verse. It says, love has no envy, no boils over with jealousy. And, and this is where we miss it the most. The success of your partner, I already said this, but let me repeat it. The success of your partner, the success of your friend is your success too. If you can learn to celebrate others, and this is the irony of life, you too shall be celebrated. Celebrate others if you want to be celebrated. It's simple as that, and we don't know this about life. Now, other people talking to your partner is normal. It makes them human after all. But it is how your partner responds to them that calls for concern. And and this concern is not of you to be physically involved and fighting them because of how you presume their response was foul. If you see any fault in their response, it is for you to sit down with them. So I saw you responding in this manner and that manner. I didn't like it. Let's talk about it. Everybody is jealous. Everybody has insecurities. The Bible says God is jealous over us. Now, if we are the creation of God, we are automatically jealous people also. So it's, it's automatic to be jealous over what you love. It's a form of protection. But if somebody is going to approach your partner, you don't need to fight your partner about it. They are human. After all, even you, you found them attractive. You approach them and they give you a chance. So leave your partner out there. If they approach your partner, it's fine. It's a good thing. But how your partner responds to all these people that is approaching them, that is what you need to be paying attention to. If your partner decides to be excited about how people are approaching them, it calls for concern. It, it really does cause for concern. And if if your relationship, your romantic relationship is to end because they assume to have found somebody else with you, it's fine. It's fine. They want to part ways with you. Either you step up or you let them go. Step up or let them go. Tell them you want to improve. If they don't want to give you a chance to improve, let them go. You cannot fight over someone to love you. You cannot force somebody to love you. You cannot force to stay in a place where you are not wanted. And no human being owes any human being. We all belong to God. Now, love has no high opinion of itself. Neither is it boastful or vain Glorious. It does not mean less of yourself and more of your partner, but rather it is less about yourself and more about your partner. This is what that's what this verse means. It is about compromise and reciprocal compromise for that matter. Compromise one another. That's what it means. Love has no high opinion of itself, and neither is it boastful or vainglorious. You it's it's not about you, it's about somebody else. Love has no pride, nor does it display itself haughtily. What does it mean? What does that really mean? There is no exclusivity in love. What do I mean by this? Now, love demands a service. And and, 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 and I need you to hear that part. Love demands a service. And when you render a service, it makes you a servant of the service. So when you are now therefore a servant, you don't suddenly now proclaim your do's and don'ts concerning the service. You render explicitly to the demands of the service of your love. So you must render service 
where a service is due according to the demands of that service, the specification, the description of that service. Now, here's another verse. It says, Love's ways are ever fair. It takes no thought for itself. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. What do I mean by that? Love does not demand from you a service that devalues you. Love does not demand from you a service that is dehumanizing. I said you render to the service of love, right? It does not demand from you a service that is belittling. It makes you look like a nothing and a nobody to other people. Thing is, when it comes to two people that I have romantically decided to come together, you are two people from that are brought up with different back, uh, from different backgrounds with different experiences. Deciding to come together for a common objective. Love therefore demands of you to learn from one another. Learn from one another. You were not brought up by the same people. You were not brought up in the same house. You might be brought up in the same community, same schools. You were not brought up in the same house. You need to learn from one another in humility. And here's the thing. When you are willing to love and be loved, you must first be willing to learn. Never ever want to romantically be involved with someone if you do not want to learn, if you do not want to render a service. You want a service to be rendered to you. You are not the one willing to render that service. Don't bother yourself. You don't want to learn from somebody else. You are the one, you are the you are deputy Jesus. You are the only one that knows. Nobody else knows. Don't forget about it. You are wasting everybody's time. Now, here's another part of the verse. Still, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to 7. It is not quickly made angry. It takes no account of evil. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. And it pays no attention to suffered wrong. What do we mean here? If you are willing to learn, you must be willing to be uncomfortable. What do I mean? Uncomfortable in the sense that what you know to be right might be known to be wrong by other people. To you, it might be right. But to other people, according to other people, it could be wrong. So you must be uncomfortable to have a different perspective and bring corrections from a well-understood and informed point. Understand someone else's perception first. And if it is assumed by you to be flawed, correct them in grace. Do not be deceptive and misleading. It helps nobody. It takes nobody in nowhere. Now listen, because life is a journey, because life is a process, it will be flawed. Mistakes and mishaps will take place. However, learn to let go of the wrong done by someone who especially is showing willingness to improve. If they have done you wrong, love is a process. Love is a journey. Give them time to improve, especially if you can see they are trying. Don't bring about the negativity. Leave negativity behind. Don't dwell on your partner's mistakes. Move on. If you do that, you will help them to move on also. Another verse. It takes Love takes no pleasure in wrongdoing, nor does it rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, 
but rejoices when right and truth prevail. What does it mean? Now, if the spirit of love truly envelopes you, being promiscuous won't sit well with you. It will not be a part of you. There is nothing as fulfilling as belonging to one person, enjoying and being enjoyed by one person. It is so fulfilling. It is amazing. You explore one another. You discover one another. It prevents so many things, so many diseases, so many sicknesses and so many illnesses. Now, love, it calls for adventure. Be adventurous when romantically involved with someone. Explore things together. That gives a spark. That, it gives a spark. It leaves out curiosity. Now, even though love is a spirit, but not always well executed because it is shared by someone who is, who is a human. Mostly, that is flawed. That is on a journey of self-discovery. That is on a journey to find themselves. It has the power of undergoing all things, has faith in all things, hopes all things, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it enjoys everything without weakening. What do I mean? With love, it is not about what you can do for it, but it's about what can it do for you. Love, it transforms and it gives color. It gives shape to life. That is the power of love. Loving someone is, is, is an act of rendering service and being in service. It was, when you talk about love, you say, I want to be in a relationship with you. I want to love you. You are simply saying, I want to render service. I want to be at service. Now, to love, it, it is to be honorable. Love has honor. You don't love someone because you know how to. Rather, because you are willing to learn how to love them in the way they want to, not in the way that you want them to be loved, in the way they want to. If your ways are better than their love, you show them your way that is better. And that is what's important. You are learning how to position yourself and place yourself in someone's life. And in turn, you, you will influence them in every aspect. And that is the power of love. When you love someone, you influence every part of their lives. And I'm concluding now. This influence, the influence that you bring into their lives, it is the color that adds value to them. It is the color that adds value to their lives. So love, in essence, be it romantic love or friendship love, is an agent with an agenda to bring value to one's life. When you tell somebody, I want to be your friend, you are simply, I want to add value into your life. When you say, say to somebody, I want to romantically be involved with you, you are saying to them, I want to bring value, change. I want to upskill you. I want to uplift your life. I want to bring honor into your life. That's what you mean by love. It has no disgrace. There's no room for disgrace in love. Now, value yourself enough to value someone else. Respect yourself enough to respect other people's spaces that they invite you into. Love compels you to discover yourself. And only once you've discovered yourself, it is then that you will realize the value in you and can clearly understand your associations and how you cannot just be everywhere and anywhere with just anybody. Above it all, some concluding, love is the willingness to render service. So Now, to be romantically involved, if you are unwilling to render, render services, don't bother yourself to be in love. 
don't you're wasting everywhere this time shut up sit down now as i'm concluding take this love compels you to discover yourself and only post-discovery it is then that you will realize the value in you and can clearly understand your associations and how you cannot just be anywhere and everywhere just anybody so please understand love understand what it means and value it